I think it's pretty clear from this ruling in the Johannesburg High Court that the DA is well on our way to winning this battle against cater deployment. Um, but the ANC have now indicated that they are going to appeal this particular ruling. So, of course, we will um, uh, abide by that process and allow the courts at various levels to consider it. But um, I must tell you, I really am supremely confident about um, where this is headed. You will know that we've got this particular case, which is about transparency and about the public's right to know what is going on uh, inside the Cater Deployment Committee and its influence on appointments. And then we've got the other court case that is also uh, pending uh, a judgment to actually de declare Cater Deployment itself unconstitutional and illegal. So um, we are really uh, leading this fight for transparency and for the rebuilding of our state institutions, not on the basis of loyalty to the ANC, but on the basis of merit. Do you think that this High Court ruling will have a significant impact on the ability of the governing party and its allies to deploy selected loyalists into the civil service and other public entities? I do think so over time, yes, because um, what this uh, judgment does is it says that when uh, interferes in this way, um, in our submission illegally in appointments to those institutions that you mentioned. And you were just talking about ESCOM and Lochin. It's a prime example of what when there is political interference in appointment processes, that, th that these decisions must be made public. And you might recall that at the Zondo Commission, um, the Chief Justice actually pressed the President on this particular point and said, do you think it is appropriate for... Um, these kind of secretive decisions to be made and to, 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 to create this kind of parallel appointment process. And the president actually in that, uh, in that at the Zonda Commission, he said, no, uh, it's probably not appropriate. Well, we now see with the ANC appealing this case that uh, those words really were hollow. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we are going to win this fight and it's going to make mm -hmm. it much more difficult for the ANC to get away with the kind of secretive interference that we've seen really for the last 30 years in uh, appointment mm. processes. But what do you think will change, Doctor, once the DA gain access to the ANC's catered deployment records? And, and the other question we pose to our listeners, shouldn't all political parties then disclose their deployment policies? Well, you know what they say, Elvis, uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. <laughs> and that's why this case is fundamentally about transparency and about the public's right to know uh, how political interference has hollowed out um, and actually led to state capture and the collapsing service delivery that we see all around us. So, yes, of course, this court ruling uh, sets a very important principle uh, that will cut across uh, society in the sense that uh, political parties that act illegally and interfere with appointment processes cannot keep those things uh, a secret. Of course, the key point is that the ANC is the only party that has a catered deployment policy that does this, you know, has these secret meetings and all of these records that we are trying to expose. But certainly, were other parties to do the same, uh, I think the same standard would obviously apply there. Mm -hmm. But would you agree with those that uh, point to the fact that one would also equally not find a vocal and influential ANC or EFF member in the senior ranks of the provincial administration in the Western Cape? Now, as you deploy your own members to those positions, so what makes the DA then a little bit different from the ANC's catered deployment, which is on paper? 
Well, it's not really about, you know, measuring who is a vocal member of a party or not. The question really is, is there inappropriate uh, political interference in the legally defined appointment processes? So in the case of the DA, there is no cadre appointment committee that uh, issues an instruction to, for example, the Premier of the Western Cape and says, this is the first person that you must appoint as your head of department. That, doesn't, that simply doesn't happen. And so what you end up with in the case of the Western Cape is not necessarily that you have to go and choose people from other parties on the basis of political affiliation. That's not what this is about. It is about following what the law prescribes in terms of selection panels, getting people, experts in to say, here are the interviews, these are the best applicants, and this is the person that's appointed on the basis of that process. Um, And what this case is also about is about insulating that process and stopping this parallel secretive uh, interference that we've seen from the ANC, which, as I say, does not exist in the Western Cape. And I think in many cases, you can see it in in the results. You can see it in better governance, Mm -hmm. clean audits, all of these kind of uh, outcomes, uh, simply because there's a a sincere Mm -hmm. attempt to appoint the best person. That's where Mm -hmm. South Africa needs to get to if we want to fix the problems we face.